You like that? Hello. <laughs> which part? I know which part. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast live from PAX West 2016. Yay! Why do you get a cool little pad of paper? Oh, hold on. We have a tradition. I'll draw Spider-Man's face. Okay. And then she makes him fart. It's teamwork. Spider-Man's face. I'm already feeling good about this show. <laughs> no doubt. Well, it's day four of PAX. We're all bloody exhausted, as are, by the looks of it, most of you. But thank you very much for coming to the Western. Uh, congratulations on finding it. <laughs> we had issues with that, but... Every year or so, when we get the chance to come out of PAX, we always love to do a little shorter version of our usually insufferably long podcast, which <laughs> uh, generally starts late on Twitch, generally ends late on Twitch, and lasts for far longer than it should. So we're going to cram that all into one hour somehow. I'm looking forward to trying yep. uh, that one out. Uh, the first big thanks, of course, has to go out to Sabertunes for our brand new intro, which hey! will now be running on the show. For the foreseeable future until we can convince him to make another one. So that'll probably be like four years or whatever. But we felt we need a little bit of an extra coat of paint on the show. I'd like to introduce our panelists for the day. Uh, you know most of them, I would hope, at this point. You know, if not, and you're new to the show, um, welcome. I'm sorry. <laughs> of course, our first panelist, Dodger. Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. <laughs> That's pretty much all she does, so don't expect too much. What? <laughs> 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 A man notorious across uh, every continent, no doubt. Yes. <laughs> Without a doubt. It is Jesse Cox. Welcome to the show. <laughs> There's a big version of us. <laughs> That, I didn't know. We have cameras and everything. It's really great. Hello, nerds. <laughs> you sound a bit tired, Jesse. No, I'm great. I feel great. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Last but by no means least, a man who is probably wondering what the hell he got himself into at this point, yeah. representing Rooster Teeth and the Funhouse, it's Adam Covey. <laughs> I'm just happy to be involved. <laughs> Welcome back. It's second time with us, I believe, on the show after yeah. abandoning your station at Machinima and moving well, over to greener it, pastures. Imagine if the Titanic just wouldn't go down. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's sort of like New Atlantis, so it's still there, but everyone's kind of bothered by it. And it still shows up at PAX parties. <laughs> that, that. <laughs> That string quartet is like still playing. Yeah. It's been an honor to play with you. It's just years later, they're like, "Oh my god!" I just cut my wrist. Uh, no, I mean we're we're happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Still, I. I mean, okay. So we're on day four now. Feels like day eight of PAX because it all just becomes the. It becomes mushed into this it thing. Does. I'm very homesick, but I'm very happy to be here. Aww. Great. Yeah. I miss Fantastic. my cats. Oh. Me too. Yeah. I don't because cats are. Devil creatures. <laughs> what? What word were you gonna say? 
Uh, <laughs> I looked out in the audience and saw a lot of cat people, so I, I dialed it back. <laughs> dialed it back a little bit. I was like, mm. For those who don't know, on the stream, like the bottom, the back three rows are all just actual cats. <laughs> Dodgers cats have come. <laughs> I have to bring them with me everywhere. <laughs> oh, God, and I can almost believe it. <laughs> That's terrifying. Well, for the first 40 minutes of the show, we usually talk about the games that we've been playing at PAX, and we've played a hell of a lot. In the last 20 minutes, we'll be doing some open Q&A. Uh, just to let you know, there will be a signing session after the show, uh, and that's going to be down on level two. Uh, there's going to be a, a line there. We'll be signing photos and uh, photoing signings and everything like that. Everything you want. Yes. Anything, mo mo anything most things. you want. Well, it'll do the requests. Everyone else is fine. You know. Cool. Well, welcome to the show, and welcome, of course, to PAX. What the hell have we been playing at PAX is a good question. Who wants to kick us off? Um, I finally got to touch Battleship Brigade. Right, yes. That is the wonderful game of beating up the things that you're about to cook. Yeah, it's Food Wars the game. It's great. Um, yeah, I, uh, I didn't realize it had match three elements in it. It does, yes. The, the cooking part of the game is a sort of match-three puzzler. When you stir the pot. Yeah. You and you put in the additional ingredients and make it super fancy. Yeah. And then the other component of the game is going out to find your ingredients, which involves kung fu. It's, it's great. Yeah, you run part. out there. Shopping. You, you attack all of the living things and take their bits. And then you come back to the kitchen and you put it all in a pot and you stir it up. And then you feed it to people and it's great. I want to see your cooking show. <laughs> I gotta go first to get the bits. Then you stir it up in a pot, and then it's great. Yeah. That's just it. There's That's no it. recipes. It's just That's you it. like put them bits in there. Cook bits. In the demo, it does feel very, very anime though, because all of the, like the demo ends with you having to challenge one of the chefs that you've met in town, and all of the chefs are just weirdos, like super weirdos. And I was like, yes. This is believable for me. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to the guy, I think, at PAX East, and he said, yeah, so we're influenced by Guardian Heroes on the Sega Saturn and Food Wars, yes. which I think is a great combination. Uh, at one point, you, beat the, you just beat the shit out of a dragon, and then you feed it to somebody, mm -hmm. and that's a great feeling. I did very bad at dodging that dragon. Yeah. I was terrible at it. <laughs> that's, that's a fun little game, though. That's coming along really nicely. Mm -hmm. I like that one. The, the indie section has been absolutely rammed this year. There's so much stuff here. It's yeah. impossible to get to all of it. And it's very popular as well, to the point where anyone with any degree of social anxiety is just terrified by that area. It's, well, it's yeah, just it crowded. Be, Everyone's uh, there. It used to be that, like, okay, everything else has too long of a line, so I'm going to just hang out in the indie section where, like, it's a bit more chill. And now it's... Everybody has realized that, right? Now yes. everybody has yeah. realized the big lines aren't worth it. I'm not going to get through them, so I'm just going to hang out in the indie section and everything is exploding. But yeah. for the most part, if you, at least here, like the same games are also on the sixth floor, indie-wise. There's a couple so. of, yeah, there's a couple of duplicates. The sixth floor is a lot more pleasant unless you try and queue for Star Trek VR, which I found was impossible. I, I showed up before I was even supposed to be allowed in the door, and there was still a line. I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was all PAX exhibitors. Like, it, it was just people who had left their booths and wanted to try Star Trek VR. This is what you get, because we're supposed to play that game as a team. Yeah. Right, Captain. And you tried to go by yourself, and, you and Captain us. can't run the ship by himself. I couldn't trust any of you to run that <laughs> ship. I couldn't trust any of you to run this podcast, let alone that ship. Captain, your actions were illogical. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm Nailed gonna, it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to put you in a red shirt and beam you down to a dangerous planet. No. <laughs> Is it just you sitting on the Enterprise bridge while, like, Picard yells at you? Or That'd be like... amazing. I'd love that game, too. Yeah. I believe you are one of the yelling Picards. You can be that. Although, it's set in the alt universe, as in the rubbish one, right. which is unfortunate. So, the Enterprise is, like, fat. For some reason. Sure. Uh, I don't know why. Let's and roll I, with that. Oh, God, I can't get up to warp speed. Oh, <laughs> give me a minute. Oh, God, like, give, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Oh, okay. Give me five. Look, I've been at half impulse all day. What okay. the? Okay. Uh, it's, oh, it's highly God. sensitive. Based on every movie, it explodes. So I'm going to assume, yeah. It's pretty, it's a rubbish flagship. Let's it be is. honest. It like, really is. It's, it's highly unreliable. It's like, let's just send the flagship to this random ass nebula. What's in it? I have no idea. Oh, we exploded. Big surprise. All right. <laughs> it's like, Captain, go down to this dangerous planet. Uh, interface with the swamp monster. Mm. What does God need with a starship? It's a valid question. It's a valid point. Valid question. A valid point. Yeah. But it's yeah, everyone, everyone seems to be in on that one. <laughs> VR being the, the big theme of the show. Yeah, there's lots of VR stuff. Lots of VR stuff, and yeah. I've noticed also anytime I talk about having played a VR thing here, uh, a lot of the responses have to do with me eventually getting pink eye. So oh. there's that. I would I like everybody to know. Played a one VR game. I would here. like everybody to know that they are all super freaked out about that. They wipe those things down so well each time. Ubisoft tweeted at me, guaranteeing me that they clean their headsets. I watched. They the were that paranoid game. about uh, people no thinking they don't. There is no level of headset clean that I trust <laughs> at this convention. Not a one. But they just, would have to. Flame sanitizer. <laughs> just with packs in general, I don't think you can go more than two and a half feet without getting a whiff of fart. Like it's yeah, no, that's it, absolutely true. It's just fart and bo con, which I totally understandable. Wait, that, are but, you are you suggesting that maybe the fart bo concoction settles on all of the VR headsets? Absolutely. Okay. How 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 did it that happen? It's stuck up in there in those yeah. little nooks and uh, yeah, crannies. just like it's just, it's just sitting in the world, right? And it eventually has to settle. Yeah. <laughs> and Ubisoft has managed to make it even worse because they brought the so-called nauseous rift experience. For oh. I, they did not have that in the press suite, and I think there's a very good reason for that. Uh, we went up to the press suite to play For Honor and South Park, which were both great. Uh, South Park in particular. Suite? Yes, there is. Ain't nobody invited me there. Yeah, I didn't get to go. They had like braised lamb there, and, and, there was, uh, <laughs> and there was some chicken, and we played video games. Was there also a trapeze artist? Uh, there was no trapeze artist. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. good. Our evening was still. Yeah, this evening better. was still better than that. Yeah. Thank God. Don't ask. <laughs> but they did not have the so-called Nauseous Rift. However, uh, my wife decided she would try the Nauseous Rift experience. I cannot imagine why you would do that. It's South Park. What did you expect? Um, apparently, they concoct a, a hefty waff of fart that is blown into your nose about five minutes into the demo. Yeah. So, <laughs> have video games gone too far? <laughs> Why I, do we play God? Can I add to this story? Um, one of my friends uh, is one of the PR people for Ubisoft, and he was telling me that apparently people were instructed to, after you are the like people who are in the room with that, uh, when you're done, don't go out for the night, maybe go home and shower first because you're going to smell. To which my thought was, wait, so the people who work the room 
that's the information they're given. But if you're pressed with someone, you go into play and it's on your face, you're good for the rest of the day. That's crazy. If it's that bad of a smell, you probably should tell people not to ever use that. <laughs> yeah, it, that sounds awful. I, I mean, that does sound like the worst idea ever. I'm going to be honest. I can't imagine why they did it. But South Park. It, that's it, why. I mean, it got it them plenty of publicity. You give them credit for that. You know, it's got us talking about it, so I guess they won, right? That's true. But at what cost? They always get us. Uh, South Park. Yeah. South Park is great, though. They've, uh, they've fully committed to the superhero conceit this time. I mean, yes. cool. the first game, they were like, hey, yeah, we're like fantasy heroes, but also half the time we're really not. This time, they are genuinely delusional. I believe they're running a superhero franchise. And everything is done in the context of that, which I think makes it a hell of a lot funnier, actually. It, it's great. The, the new combat system is a bit more tactical. You've got like three or four people on your super team, and you've got to position them right to use various attacks. I like that, um, at least from what they told us a while back, that you can like knock people into stuff, and yes. that does damage. I think that's cool. Yeah, there's a big positioning element to it, like b bumping somebody out of the way or throwing them into a part of the environment is, is a thing. Yeah, I watched the video they made. They learned all of that from PewDiePie. Really? I'm not even joking. Really? <laughs> Go watch that video. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> It's, it's cool though, oh, like as a, as a South Park fan though, like the bigger, longer, uncut movie was like one of the best movies they could have done and it's, and after Team America, I was like kind of bummed that they're not really doing films and right. the video games are kind of the closest thing to a movie and they're so, the last one was so damn good. I don't know if anyone played it, but like there's one part where you shrink as the kid you play and you have to dodge your dad's balls. Yeah. <laughs> that was a quick time. <laughs> I was like, this is great. Not for kids. I think it was, the, it was the part of the first one where you got a dedicated button to having a large transmission device uh, that was stored inside your ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was like, right, yeah, this is a South yeah. Park game, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Throwback to episode one. Indeed. <laughs> uh, but it looks great. Uh, it, the backstory of, it's, it's supposed to be like a slightly different backstory for every superhero type. I did ask them if there would be, um, as a character class, if Jew would be making a return. They refused to answer the question. Uh, so I, I cannot guarantee there'll be playable Jews in that game, uh, which is unfortunate. I want this taken completely out of like, context. Because they were, they were the best and most overpowered class in the first one. There's no doubt about I it. I wanted if Jews would be involved. Yeah, but <laughs> just clip that bit out. So every origin story, I think, is slightly different, but it always ends the same way. I believe in the traumatic event being that uh, you stumble in on your dad fucking your mom. And that's, that's the traumatic backstory that made you a superhero, regardless of your character class. Right. Which I thought was quite amusing. But uh, yeah, that game's really good. Uh, you, you've had a chance to play For Honor before, haven't you? Me? Uh, any, anyone on this table? Oh. I think Jess has played quite a bit of it. Yes. Yeah, E3. Yeah, yeah. We've, all, we've all played it. It's, I guess coming along quite nicely, actually. That game is so fun. It As is, a person yeah. who really enjoyed chivalry, like... For Honor, I think, has taken a lot of chivalry elements and just cleaned them up and, like... I think, I think it it's is so the most good. stressful game that there ever was. Why? Why is that? The you mechanics... Don't like you don't like the blocking? I, well, I think almost every damn button is used in some way on that controller... Yeah, that's true, it is. <laughs> ...that I'm so focused on not screwing that up, because it's like, it moves this way, and this does this, and this does your blocking, and this is charging. I'm just like, I would be a terrible teammate. I would spend the entire time looking down at my controller and making sure I'm not screwing this up. I, I need the dumbed-down version of that game. Everything, like the world, everything in that game is awesome. I need the idiot version where it's like three buttons and a dream. 
<laughs> that's it. And that's how you do it. I think that's the name of the campaign. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like I've I've just watched enough people have one on one battles in that game, and it's so tense yeah. and awesome. Like I, I played. Uh, a, it is. It's the best. I played a few best of fives with Eat My Diction, and that worked out really well. Uh, especially when I, fi I figured out the one overpowered move that he never saw coming every time. He just spammed it repeatedly, and the frustration no. was there. Yes. <laughs> well, they do the cool thing, like, uh, if you remember the movie, like, Dark Knight Rises, remember there's the big battle thing and everyone's fighting, and then Batman and Bane see each other, and then they go at it? Yeah. It's sort of that vibe where you're it just, is. You're just w knocking people down as this giant knight, and then you'll see that other knight, like, let's do this, and then you have this little, like, rock, paper, yeah. scissors battle. And you're just uh, wading through the little guys to do it as well. They all, all the little guys die in one hit. You can't walk onto them because as long as you wave your weapon in, I mean, with about 10 feet of them, they die. So you sort of slash through them, but you have a lock-on button, which will lock onto an enemy hero or champion. Mm -hmm. So you do literally wade through the crowd, smashing them up. You get a little bit of health back every time you kill a little minion. Then and then you have a really intense battle with them. Yeah, yeah. great. It's great. Uh, what did you play? Which which level did you play that they had? Uh, so they had um, they played two different maps on the Dominion mode, which is a, a capture point mode, uh, oh, right. and then we played Duel, uh, which was in this sort of Viking castle area, uh, which was which did was you all play the Vikings. I played the Vikings. Yeah, yes. I uh, played Viking. I played all three of them. Uh, they had there's multiple character classes per uh, three factions. There's the samurai, the Vikings, and the sort of knights. Um, the I think the Viking is the most fun. Yeah. He's got a giant axe and doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He, he wades through things. He, is, he has this giant power move that is unblockable, which is just a huge sort of fiery axe swing. Uh, and he's a lot of fun to play. So good. Yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be good, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. we'll, we'll see how it, well, that one turns out. But how it's playing so far is really, really great. Uh, my favorite thing about PAX is because it's so close to the end of the year, all, a lot of games are in beta or like are out. So I've never seen so many people wait in line to play Battlefield 1. That is when they, already openly. Yeah, yeah. it's just like, like well, you could be playing this at home or you could wait in line oh, and smell farts. Or Warcraft. Warcraft <laughs> Legion has the giant line. I was like, either these people have never played it before mm -hmm. or they just can't wait to get home. They're like, <laughs> I gotta do this now. <laughs> I, or they're I'm, just like, you know, I'm here. Right? And it's there. Might as well get my WoW fix in, right? See, that's what, yeah, when I was walking around, there were a lot of people who just kind of seemed like they weren't sure what they wanted to do, and then they would see, you know, just one little area that had Fallout, and they'd be like, sure. I like Fallout. You know, I just, like, stopped to play Fallout, and I was like, like you, but that's... You already own that game. You could play that anyway. That's fine. <laughs> Look, live your life. That, <laughs> that's fine. That, mean, that means they're in, a, they're in a line out of the way of the stuff we want to play. I guess so that's that, true. There's nothing wrong with that. I encourage that behavior. Or we'll go and play Fallout so I can go play Star Trek VR, please. That'd be nice. <laughs> to tackle the. There's a lot of really great indie games here this year. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, everything on the PAX 10 is amazing as it mm -hmm. always is. Um, but they've got plenty of uh, really awesome stuff to try. I tried uh, a little game called Anti Hero. Which, yeah, yeah, that game is so it's fun. It's great. Uh, it is a one versus one kind of digital <coughs> board game-esque thing where you play a master thief establishing a thieves guild in a randomly generated town. Oh. And your thief starts with a couple of actions that, that, that they can do. And they have to scout out the area. They go and steal shit from houses. And with the money they have, they can hire underlings to go and do different things. Little newsy boys. You yeah, can literally like hire orphans, an <laughs> army of orphans. Yes, it's that's, great. It's great. That's a lot of what you do is you hire a bunch of orphans. You have them infiltrate a building and take it over from the inside. 
and then you get a bunch of benefits for doing it. No, it doesn't make any logical sense. But it's really fun though. And then and then there's another master thief who is also trying to take over the town. Some Assassin's Creed asshole who shows up and kills everyone. And you're like, what? Those are little boys, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe they, they they describe it as evict, not murder children. Right, right, right. Uh, right. No, I definitely saw it as them murdering children. Yeah, I mean, no, because like they possible. would they would have their newsies in their weird building, and I would have my newsies in my weird building, and then they would send a newsie over, and then both of them would vanish. And I was like, they murdered each other. Then there, you can make nice uh, that gangs of New York guy. And yeah. like mobs, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna get you. And yeah, and then you can add great. like more dudes. And... Yeah, you, you can have a gang cool. that wanders around and just clubs people, and mm -hmm. uh, there's different side objectives, and the aim is to complete three objectives before the other person does, which I believe is um, uh, mostly blackmail the church. You can kill, you can kill a bishop. It's great. Yeah, uh, murder an important person, blackmail the church, or bribe the the town. There's government, like an old lady basically. you can kill. I killed her. I killed well, she's horrible. Yeah. Uh, she, she's described as an awful person, so it was completely yeah, justified. she deserved it. Yeah. And then there was like a weird snidely whiplash-looking dude who had like seven hearts. And I, I killed that guy too. Yeah. After. yeah. I grabbed my lady assassin and I was like, kill that man, and then I won. And it yeah. was so satisfying. It, it's a really great little game. They're going to have uh, 1v1 async multiplayer, so you can just take your turn when you want. And there's going to be a campaign, and it's on PC and on tablets and phones as well. So. I'm That's coming out. When, when does that come? Uh, out? It's towards the end of the year. Um, mm. I was, I was really sort no, of. No, uh, it's. Did it say next? Early next. Maybe year? slight. Maybe <laughs> early next year. I, I think there was a sign that said coming soon. So whatever coming that means. Coming soon, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> when it's done. Uh, but I mean, I was drawn to that booth because the art style reminded me a lot of uh, clay stuff. Reminded me of Don't Starve and Absolutely. stuff like that. Yeah. Speaking of which, did oh, any? Oh yeah, you played the new clay game. Oxygen not included. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, I did. Did you like it? I did. Um, yeah. It's a game about really rubbish colonists, and <laughs> you're trying to stop them from just dying of incompetence. It's brilliant. <laughs> and you can rename them, so guess what's happening when that game comes out? Oh no, I'm gonna die first! <laughs> so it's a co- <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! It's almost like I deliberately sent you in my XCOM squad into the most risky places possible to I see. I know that you hacked into the system and had me shot through that wall on purpose. I, uh, maybe it's possible. <laughs> that, it's a colony management game, and it's uh, they describe it as a little bit like RimWorld, which is apparently doing really well in early access right now, um, with a little bit of Don't Starve mixed in there. But what surprised me about it is they simulate crazy amounts of stuff in that game. So they simulate, for instance, where in the world the oxygen is and what makes it disappear. Um, so let's say you decide, right, I need to dig a tunnel down here to a water source, and you get your three little useless colonists to do it. And they're digging down there, they get out of breath, they breathe up all the oxygen, and then the, you can actually set on the oxygen overlay to show where the oxygen is in the level, and it dynamically moves around based on, like, you know, real physics and stuff. Wait, so you're, like, trying to get shiz? So you're like trying to get shiz done, yeah. and you send dudes over, and you have them dig a thing, and then they suck up all the oxygen, and you have to make them stop being useful so that they can find more oxygen? Generally speaking, yes. Uh, you have to have them do everything. <laughs> I hate this game. Oh yeah, it's... I already hate this game. It is. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be the exact thing that we were all complaining about with No Man's Sky, where it's like, well, I was doing something useful, The thing is, I the whole point stop. of the game is to stop them from dying of something stupid, so that's like the whole point. 
Uh, so make sure they don't freeze to death. Make sure they don't starve to death. Make sure they don't accidentally poison themselves by eating. Some people some need to mushrooms. freeze and starve to death. Yeah. I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, just going to. They described it as a losing is fun game. Some we'll see whether or not that's true. Trevor. Everyone playing that thing looked stressed out. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's like oh, everything's going wrong all at once. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot that's of gritted teeth and world. puckered butts, but it looked. Uh, <laughs> Look like, like, uh, it's I like, like how you walk by and these butts are just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just see it's like a gif where it just sucks in. Just you, know, you, you were specifically like, looking for that by the sounds of it. Yeah, it looked good. I think that was next to a game that looked kind of cool. Uh, it was like Shifter Man or something. Did you see I that? have Shifter not seen that one. I just, I just, I had enough time to just do a lap and just kind of look at everything. So like, I was glad you guys it's got so to actually much. play things and describe it to me because all I saw was a brief image of like what was the Thieves Guild one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah. I saw that and I'm glad you guys got the actually play it. I wish I get to play games. But what, uh, what did you get to play on the show floor? Oh, yesterday I played this. Uh, it's this new indie title called Overwatch. Um, <laughs> I'm really rooting for this, this Blizzard coming. If they do a Kickstarter, I am behind them. <laughs> Gotta uh, look out for the small guys. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I was making fun of the, the Battlefield uh, kids earlier, but I'm just as guilty because I went to the Razor booth and just played Overwatch. Because... Uh, that's all I had time for. You're the problem. I am the problem. You're the problem. <laughs> You're the problem. Yeah, I, I rarely get to play anything at these scenes because we're just we're at our booth just doing signings and panels and stuff the whole time. So, which is oh, I get to look. Uh, oh no, no, just busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have been like, yeah, I'm damn important. I'm yeah, on your right. podcast, I, asshole. <laughs> you should have you should have owned it. You should have owned it. My my problem is I own it. I don't say no. Own it. I'm a big deal. Yeah! <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So I'll go play Overwatch again later today. I'll see Great. you. <laughs> Did you get to play some Dishonored 2? Uh, I didn't. I got to go. I, I went to the event last night and I got to watch the uh, video they had, which was awesome. But I mostly drank cheap wine and tried to solve a mystery. Guys, there was a mystery at the event. <laughs> Wait, an actual mystery or a mystery you concocted for yourself? No, like an actual, like... Okay. <laughs> Just, you have the event to got more mysterious the more the cheap wine. You <laughs> there, was, there was, like, a mystery, and there were people in character walking around. There were, like, aristocrats, and the aristocrats knew stuff. And wow. then there were guards, and the guards would, like, whisper something to you and had to whisper back the right answer. He's awesome. trying not to do this. It's really hard. <laughs> It's full of ice. I don't think there's any water left. I think it's just ice. <laughs> That'll do. Anyway. Yeah, and so you had to go around and solve a mystery. mystery. It Where was did great. All the water go? It was tons of fun. I, I drunkenly ran around trying to solve a mystery, only to find out that they ran out of the prizes at the end. <laughs> no. Apparently, it was a mystery so easily solved, everyone had done it before me. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Speaking of, of mystery, yeah. uh, I played a game that I, that I just sort of, you know, when I did my walkthrough of the Mega Booth, I saw there was kind of like a tablet-y game called Sorcery Code, I believe is the name of it. Something like that, I yes. I saw that too. Open Sorcery? Open Sorcery, that's open what it is. Sorcery, open yeah. Sorcery. <laughs> Close enough. What a clever title. Yeah. Uh, open Sorcery is a game where you play as an AI in like a weird magical AI world. Uh -huh. It's so difficult to explain, but the, it's like a text-based game and you're monitoring stuff and every once in a while, like evil 
viruses and crap that are poltergeist and awful <gasps> shit will like, get, get in your game. I get the goof in the name. Yeah. And, and you're, you're being of like, you're being of like order and fire, and so you have to determine what these other beings are made of in order to defeat them. And I met one that was like chaos, and my options were either just purge it with fire or challenge it. And I was like, yo, I'm challenging this thing. And I got in a riddle match with it, and I had to solve three riddles. And these were legitimate, like, I sat there at this booth staring at the devs like, F you guys. <laughs> and they were laughing at me because I couldn't figure out this first riddle. And eventually I realized that one of the H's was capital, capitalized. And I was like, oh, so it has to do something with this H. And I sat there and I looked at it. And it was like, I think the riddle was like the first, the foremost in heaven and the first most in hell. Something like that. It was all these things. And it was like the echo of something. And I'm sitting there I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. Like, let's do something with this damn H. It's this damn H. And eventually one of the devs goes, comes over and is like, it's H. The answer's H. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, because the H. <laughs> it makes sense. I was like, the first in heaven. Oh, Full H. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, shut up. So I got it. And then, of course, the last one was was like the tongue. It was the easiest one in the world. But I was like, I figured I went through this trial by fire. And it got to this easy one. It was like, all right, we're good. And I beat him, and I was like, they were like, you're the first person here who didn't just burn that guy and kill him instantly. Really? And what happened was, is because I didn't kill him, my AI was like, I learned a lot about that guy. Interesting. So I learned his, like, darkness ability. And then, um, I, I was like, I, like, got into, like, wondering what dreams, like, my AI started to, like, evolve. And it started to wonder, he's like, maybe I'll dream tonight. And I was like, yeah, yeah we're dreaming. <laughs> and my AI is like, so then the next night it's like, maybe I'll dream again. But this is what I think, I, when I looked up on Google, this is what dreams are. So it's, I was like creating an AI that would destroy the world. <laughs> I was making the group, it was like watching people, it's like, this person's crying. What if I take away their sadness? And I was like, do it, <laughs> do it. And it was like Googling, awesome. Googling sadness. And it was like looking up like all these definitions. And then it'd be like, well, apparently I can't take it away this way. But then I defeated one of them, like the bad guys, learned his ability, went back and took away the sadness. And it was like, now she just feels cold. And I'm like, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing my job. I had a lot of fun. It's just a, you know, like a mobile game, but it's all text-based. And I was just like, this is my jam right now. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, Speaking of uh, VR from before, there was a game that I played called Laser Type. And that game, if ever there was something in my life that made me realize I did not learn how to type correctly, it was that game. <laughs> because, like, you put on this VR headset and it's basically typing of the dead, but space. So you have all of these, like, little ships coming at you and they all have words or just one letter, right? And so I was. You have to I... touch type, basically. Yeah, so you see like a keyboard, but if you touch the keyboard, you can't tell where your fingers are, right? So I was like, my fingers were always in the wrong place, always. And my friend Brad was like, well, but just like, you know, you feel the little notches and then yeah. you're in the right place. And I was like, but then, but then like I get confused you... and I like, I don't know where my hands are. And I realized. It's about re like you have to reorientate. I'm with you on this. You have yeah. to reorientate. Like after you type something, I'm like. Okay, all right, and now I'm good. Yeah, but I, I have to just I give a little quick look. I've never realized before how often I look down. Like, like I'll be typing and then, yeah, I'll like reorientate all the time. Yeah. And so once I couldn't do that, I was like, oh no. <laughs> like, like, I was panicking. 
It was like there was one little ship coming at me. All I had to hit was Q. Guys, all I had to hit was Q, and I was like, oh no! <laughs> Um, and then I swapped out with somebody who, like, you know, did the full-on typing courses and stuff, and she was just, <laughs> just nailing it. Like, the okay. qualification for being good at that game is doing two years of soul-crushing data entry work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will be phenomenal at that game. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Right. Speaking of a game I'm looking forward to, I got a chance to try the very early alpha of Battletech, which is awesome. I'm happy to say. Battletech uh, audience. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we've got, we got some discerning folks in, in here um, that are probably very miserable at the current state of what they can do when it comes to MechWarrior games. Uh, we had MechWarrior Tactics, which closed down very quickly. And then we had MechWarrior Online, which requires you to, I think, donate your firstborn for the best mech. It's extremely expensive to play. And we haven't had a proper full-on single-player MechWarrior game for a long time. Uh, Hairbrain Schemes got a hold of it. They, of course, did Shadowrun, brought that back, and it was great. Uh, did Necropolis, which wasn't, but hey, well, you know, everyone makes mistakes. Uh, but we played the, I played the little Battletech demo, and it's, it's a turn-based tactics. You've got a Lancer 4 mechs of uh, four different sizes, and uh, it was, uh, it's, not, it's not based on a grid. Uh, you have sort of full free movement. You can move wherever you want. You can then also orientate and pivot your torso uh, which is, you know, kind of important thing in MechWarrior. So you like, you run off this way, and then you pivot sideways so you can shoot at that guy. Mm. Uh, has indirect fire, regular fire, uh, alpha strike with an atlas on a tiny little tank thing, and watch it be obliterated along with everything in a 10-mile vicinity. It, it felt great, actually. It really did. Um, what was really cool about it is that the light mechs felt really useful, whereas in every other MechWarrior game, a light mech is cannon fodder. Uh, it would just be wiped out, it, even, on the, even in the tabletop, actually. It, the guy was telling me, because you know, the guy that's involved in this actually designed the Battletech tabletop. And it's like, yeah, um, I really wanted light mechs to be useful, but they just keep getting blown up quickly. So they made them really fast, and they have an initiative system where they get to act first, or they can delay their action for later. Mm -hmm. So I had my little guy just running around the side, getting behind someone, just point-blank range, just unload, unloading it in the back of them. It was great. Uh, it felt... Awesome, actually. Uh, it, it feels like they're on the right path with it. They're going to have a full-on campaign where you recruit new pilots and get new skills, and uh, you have to buy new mechs and parts and things like that because you're part of a mercenary group. So I dug that. That, was, that felt really good. Uh, so hopefully that's going to be awesome. Nice. Looking forward to that. Oh, we, uh, we played Hand of Fate 2. Yes, we I did. played that as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. did. It's Hand of Fate 1, but like better. Oh, like better, better versions yeah. of everything. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the main problem with Hand of Fate 1 was, uh, you know, for those that don't know, it was a kind of deck building game. And the cool thing was you were faced with a dealer who you don't know if he's actually like a bad guy or a good guy. He's just dealing you cards and saying mysterious things all the time. Uh, and he's fully animated and everything. Uh, and he's back in this one and with more voice acting. That's great. But you would uh, sort of travel around this dungeon made of cards that he'd deal. Uh, you'd pick up cards that you would put in your deck if you had enough money to buy them. You'd encounter things, kind of like choose your own adventure. And every now and again, you'd go into a fight. And that fight was really crappy Arkham. Like, just not good at all. It was like, hey, well, you don't do the Arkham system, but we're going to do it on one hundredth of the budget. The idea of it was awesome, but like, yeah, once you went into those situations where you were expected to have like this 3D like fight mechanic, it wasn't... It, it felt, felt clunky. It felt yeah. really repetitive. Yeah, it's just clunky. like, I just yeah. want to go back to 
dealing cards and watching the mysterious guy over the other side of the table go, woo, spooky things, <laughs> the entire time. But they've really upgraded the combat system. There's a bunch of new weapon types. Uh, all the new weapon types have different attacks and follow-ups and attributes. You can attributes. have followers now? Yeah, you can, you, can have a, you, you can have a do the what, follows, what did you, follows what, you around. Which part did you play? Because they changed the villains and stuff as well. Which campaign did you play? Uh, I played against uh, somebody called the Reaper. So, I was being, so did we! Yeah. You're being stalked by a guy called the Reaper who has an arrow that never misses and does 110 damage to guarantee. So before you meet him, you need more than 110 health. So you build your deck around that, uh, and then you pick up all the stuff you need to be able to have enough HP to survive his arrow. Uh, but you fight a bunch of thieves before that, get a bunch of weapons, and then you beat the crap out of the Reaper at the end. Did you survive? I did, yes. Damn. Um, so did we! So did we, I thought you... Played around um, with the dual wheel dagger, like, so that was cool. Jesse was playing it, and then right before we were supposed to face the Reaper, he handed it to me. I, I was, was like, this being way. a good friend. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure you said specifically this way. If we die, it's your fault. <laughs> Friendship. <laughs> Those are all games on like the sixth floor, though, right? That's like yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a, it's, there's so many good things up there yeah. that are just hiding away. Mm -hmm. uh, I highly recommend if you have any time towards <coughs> the end of the show, go go to the sixth floor. It's not that busy. They have a ton of stuff. Did you see the uh, Mega Sixty Four booth? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they're doing hands down my favorite thing at PAX, where I think like on the hour every hour they play Gungam style. <laughs> and they're, they're doing the dance completely wrong, and they're yelling at people going, this is called Gungam Style, look it up on YouTube, it's going to be a big hit. <laughs> and, and no one's buying anything, they're just staring. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. And then they're like, remix, and they just play the song again. They're, God, they're the, yeah. <laughs> they're the best. <laughs> Every now and again at PAX, you see the sad little booth in the corner with the game that nobody wants to play. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, year? you know, maybe it's just not appealing or weird subject matter or their booth looks like it's made of cardboard and you know, they made it five minutes ago or whatever. And they're just sort of sitting there very... They don't look depressed, they just look like they've resigned themselves to their fate at that point. Oh. I just, I just want to go, go there and just say, hey, could you show me your game just to brighten their day, you yeah. know? But then you look at it and you're like, oh, I don't want to do it's this. Like, <laughs> by the end of it, you're like, this was a mistake. I understand yeah. why this is, <laughs> this is like this now. That's a shame. Uh, but uh, to kind of wrap it up before we start our Q&A, uh, favorite thing you've seen at PAX? Going down, uh, so start with Adam. Uh, well, and you don't get to say Overwatch. <sighs> Man, can I say Overwatch on a laptop? No. Mm. Um, shoot. Yeah, the Razor is great. Uh, no, uh, favorite thing so far, dang it. Uh, shoot, I haven't really been able to see anything other. I, I said the Mega 64 thing just kind of brightened my day. So yeah, go see those guys, because they're amazing. Your favorite thing was watching that screw everything up. Yeah, I Excellent. love when things go purpose. wrong. <laughs> Fantastic. We should bring you on the show more often then. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, favorite thing back so far? Um, I, I'm, I, I have two things. One, because I can't remember the name of it, and I just suggest everyone go out and find this thing in the Indie Mega booth. There's a game that is like weird black tentacles and like eyeballs and stuff. It is a what? bizarre, weird game where like you are a little blob man and you go around and you eat other things to like take on parts of them and. It looks like an Ellis. It's, it's an acid trip. It's an acid trip game. It's super bizarre and weird, and I do not remember the name of it. It's in the Indie Mega booth. There's that. So um, we're sending 500 people over there to ask about the technical game. Karma Incantation. Karma Incantation, thank ah, you. Thank it you. is well super... Like, the opening animation is what I think are two... Like, a male and a female sperm kissing. What? And then... <laughs> 
I'm telling you, they're like kissing, and then an evil black blob takes over the planet they live on, and so and then he kidnaps the the pink sperm, and then the other sperm goes up to like the Moon Man and is like, "I need your help." The Moon Man's like, "I'll make you into a thing." And then you go onto the planet. I'm telling you, this, this is, is the, plot. the plot of Super Meat Boy. Yes. This yeah. is the plot of the game, except it's a point and click, and it's like you go around as this blob creature and change the environment, and then you get access to this um, orb thing that lets you see what the world would look like if it wasn't corrupted, and that lets you change the reality of. It's cool. It's cool. It's bizarre as hell, but it's super cool. I, I just remembered marijuana is legal here. <laughs> <laughs> That suddenly makes sense. It Everything is explained. Super, and then uh, a game that I can't remember the name of. I love, I love Dawn of War 3, guys. I love uh, that game. I heard some very good things. I was watching Jeff play it on stream, and uh, he seemed to be really into it. I yeah. think he, he was in a sort of, the, the, the kind of 40K trance that most 40K fans get when they play something for 40K that doesn't suck. It's rare. Very rare, but every now and again we get something and we just enter this uh, world of we love everything that this is, has to offer and we just want more of it. It's it's not even like, I'm not even like a huge 40k fan guy, I just, everything about like, one of your heroes whenever he slams his hammer instead of slamming it does like a forward jump flip and then slams yeah. like, there's like, a giant laser beam that anime vaporizes people. It's, there's yep. so much visually I'm like, <laughs> This is wonderful! It's what RTS games need. Like, yeah. that visual, like, I'm gonna blow your mind with visual coolness. This is like the first one where the mech would just pick up, like, an orc and just crush it and then spin it, and then, That's like, amazing death yeah. animations in that. The, uh, I remember, I think it was the Avatar, the Elder Avatar would just, like, take an orc and pale it on its sword and just would take yeah. uncomfortably long to do it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it calls his, their family and he's like, look what I'm doing right now. <laughs> As the orc slowly slides down the flaming sword. <laughs> You're like a sketch. He is in a lot of pain right now. Yeah, have a look, see? <laughs> yeah, it was a ton of fun. Yeah, that, that just looked pretty cool. Uh, I don't know what my highlight would be, but one of the things that delighted me the most was finally seeing a gameplay of Burly Men at Sea. Um, that game looks so cute. What does it involve? I've heard nothing but good things about Burly Men at Sea, which is a phrase I didn't think would ever exit my <laughs> mouth, but, well, but here we are. Um, it's, it's, from what I saw, it's just like a story with like, you're side-scrolling and you're just a bunch of burly men with big beards at and the sea. art style is adorable. At and, sea. Um, yeah, and you guide, you guide the group of burly men around with a little bird, like, every time you want them to go off to the side, like, a little bird follows your cursor, and it's just as cute. I don't know. I like- Does they have a theme song? Please tell me they have, like, a burly bed. They should. They should. If not, it needs one before release. That game should be nothing but sea shandies. That's yeah. the best part of Assassin's Creed 4. Yeah. We need Absolutely. that. Collectible sea shandies. Should be more games. What about you, TV? Uh, I mean, I, I, I saw and played a, a bunch of really, really awesome stuff. I think, like, uh, I'm just really excited to see what they do with Oxygen Not Included, if they can fully develop it into an everything-is-going-wrong colony management simulator, because everything I saw of it was, was great and horribly impractical and miserable. <laughs> Even the first power generator is literally a hamster wheel that you force one of your colonists to run on, and they're really <laughs> unhappy about oh it. Oh, my God. Maybe maybe that's what I need. You know what? Maybe maybe that game what? will because like when what, I what? when I play RimWorld, that game makes me so sad. Everything's going great finally, right? Like you work really hard for everybody to be a little bit happy, and then they all just die. <laughs> like, why? 
I can't win. I think with this one, they've made it so you sort of learn to gradually hate the people you're exactly. caring for. Exactly. See, that's what I'm hoping. Because <laughs> apparently, they become more and more entitled the more skilled they get. So you can. <laughs> You can train one of them to, say, be the master chef of the colony. You can order them to say, right, you're not doing any other tasks other than cooking. That's all you're going to do. And he gets better at it and better at it and better at it. But as he gets better at it, he starts demanding more things. He's like, you know what? I'm the only motherfucker on this colony that can cook. I demand an entertainment system. I demand a plush bedroom and all this kind of stuff. He's oh like, hmm, what if I send him down the mine? And what if he doesn't come out again? It's... It's an ant farm for a cruel, cruel god, is what that game seems to be. It's going to be perfect to name all of the characters. Yes, I, that's the first thing I ask them. Can I rename the characters to people that are supposedly my friends? And the answer is <laughs> yes. Wow. They, they will die repeatedly. Uh, yeah, so that, that was probably the highlight. Everyone seemed to be super excited about that game. You know, it's got the, the classic clay art style. It looks awesome. Right. Uh, every, all the animations and the facial features of the colonists really convey that sense of utter inevitable misery <laughs> uh, so it's it's wonderful i think they're going to just gradually go insane on this I hostile love it. This planet is like there are everyone's miserable everyone I love hates this game. being here they've just they've been uh, the people aren't even real they're 3d printed they're duplicants they've been 3d printed into a life of misery on a hostile planet <laughs> that oh right. so not even real people f them <laughs> yeah you don't feel you don't feel so bad about yeah, having them die care. of poison gas anymore yeah. but yeah, that's that's definitely worth having a look at. I mean, th th again, just go tour all the indies. There's so many really, really good things. Yeah, I didn't here. get. I haven't been able to play the. It's Link, but it's a fox oh, game the, yet. Oh, the Link fox game. It looks so cute. It is super cute. Strange tales. Something like that. Yeah. But they, but they only have one. Maybe they have two now, but when I was there, they only had one like setup to that's play. That's why. Yeah, yeah, I keep walking by and being like, maybe next time. It is unfortunate. Right, we've got about 15 minutes left for Q&A. No. Uh, there is a microphone in the center. Right Don't there. Hold, no. Please do line up. And I'm going to request Don't that we... Don't do it we, orderly, fight. We keep the questions relatively short, please, because we'd like to get through as many as possible. So yes. uh, no life stories, uh, just nice and simple questions. That would be wonderful so everyone can get a chance to ask, uh, what the hell is that on your head? Me too. Uh, it's a what do you mean? He wears it literally every time. I know. He's always here. He's at every <laughs> every panel we've ever done. He's <laughs> I, <laughs> he blocks it out. You know, you know, you know the idea of repressed memories. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your question? I'm gonna start off weird with the "Would you rather" question. Okay. Rather sure. Why not? Penis Great. legs or penis arms? Penis legs or penis arms? Yes. They get um, hard only at weird times. Legs. Wait, if they're if they're your legs, are the feet as sensitive as the tip of a yes. normal penis? No, then arms. Well, let's go to yeah. the arms then. You couldn't even walk. You kidding me? Yeah, yeah. legs. I'd be tiptoeing ever. What are going, you talking ah, about? Ah. Sometimes you'd be short and sometimes you'd be tall. Yeah. <laughs> we finally fulfilled your fantasy of being tall, Dodger. Yeah. Right. So, all I needed was penis legs. There right. are other ways. But to accomplish this. I mean, I'd say thank you for your question, but I'm not going to thank you for that question. <laughs> Next! Thank you for your question. If you want to play basketball, you have to be, ar you have to be aroused. They just realized that. That's... Don't you anyway? Hi! Uh, yeah, this I don't question, play much basketball. Uh, just play with a raging hard on. Hi! Right. This question's for Jesse, but anyone can chime in. Uh, what? What? How dare you offer them that opportunity? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you recently finished uh, with Dodger your playthrough of Life is Strange. This is only for me. Sorry, yes, Dodger. Yes, go on. <laughs> uh, and as usual, Jesse predicted pretty much every story beat in the game. Oh my uh, god, it was so infuriating. <laughs> and you also enjoyed um, 
on Scary Game Squad uh, Until Dawn. So if you could pick between a spiritual successor to Life is Strange or Until Dawn, which would you choose and what would you make it about? Oh, my God. Um, F those Life is, uh, life is Dawn. F those Life is Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, until dawn, that's a, that story's done. I don't need any more of that. Uh, Life is Strange, I need a complete and total follow-up. Where I need, it's called Life is Strange 2, do everything you just did to get worn back with Max, because none of that matters anymore. <laughs> the game. <laughs> and it would Spoiler. literally just, it'd be a dating, <laughs> it'd be a dating sim. <laughs> We're this poor, awkward boy who just cannot get his girl to notice him, you must, like, walk him through life. It's, oh, shit! I take all that back. Life is Strange 2, but it's from, it's from Warren's perspective. The exact same events, mm -hmm. but it's Warren's perspective. Holy shit. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be an amazing game. Get on that. Don't nod. And I know it's not competitive, but please consider playing Overcooked on Multiplayer Mayhem. I've heard all. Overcooked is amazing. I thought that's good. Thank you. It, Thank it you. destroys friendships, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I, good. Don't play Hello. with a loved one. <laughs> hey, uh, this question is specifically for Jesse. I'm sorry. Strictly. Yes. I know your blood pressure spikes whenever Squeenix is mentioned, but have you tried Final Fantasy 15 yet? Yo, I played like. A bajillion the hours on Friday. That's all I did Friday was play Final Fantasy XV. And opinions? I think, all right, real talk, you need to see Kingsglaive. You need to. Yeah. You must. The beginning of you that game. You can buy it online now to watch it. You don't have to go to this. You don't even have to like the movie. You just need to see it. Because the beginning of the game, there's like an intro where if you've seen the movie, you're like, <gasps> and if you haven't, you're like, well, I don't get this. So you need to see it. Um, other than that, I thought it was great. I think the addition of having four characters who know each other from the beginning and are like buddy-buddy from the beginning are, uh, it changes the dynamic of the game. I, there's a lot of stuff I don't understand, like there's a day-night cycle and it counts the days and I have no idea what that's about. I don't get it, but whatever, I'm excited to find out you what that is. You only have so many days to get your throne back, Jesse. Is, maybe, I don't know. Oh, please tell me this isn't a replication of Final Fantasy. I don't know, I don't think, because no, they don't tell no. you like, like, in that game it was like, don't you know, Lightning? You only have three days, which don't care. But in this one, no one says that. It's just like, hey, come on, we're gonna go drive off to go pick up your your fiance. Let's do this, and your friends give you shit. And it's great. Um, <laughs> Sid is officially my spirit animal. That guy is like an old asshole who their car breaks down. And he's like, ah, oh, you aren't even as cool as your dad, you shit lord. It's like, oh, I love you. Yeah, he shit talks everyone, and he's like, don't touch my daughter. And Cindy's like, boobies! It's amazing. <laughs> it's the perfect game for me. And I, so far, I enjoy it. I realize that each of the four main characters has skills, and those skills are like, one of them is cooking, and one of them is fishing, and one of them is mountain climbing. And one of them, the, the blonde-haired kid, literally is just like, I take photos. And one of the abilities you can put, you can spend 20 AP to get him to have the ability to take photos in combat. <laughs> I don't know what that's for. I he, want it. He's covered wars, you know. <laughs> it's, yeah, there's so much in that game that's just so silly. I uh, tried to level up my cooking and stole some eggs from some birds and was attacked by like 500 birds. They came out of nowhere. <laughs> and I ended up in like a 20 minute combat situation where like more birds were coming and the devs are dying. 
Like, this, 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 these Japanese guys are dying watching me play this. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> this is amazing. And I'm zipping around, slide. I loved it so far. I imagine watching it, like, if you had to watch what I was doing, zipping around, fighting all these birds, you'd be like, I can't, this is visually too much. <laughs> but in the moment, I was like, oh, this is so great. I can't wait for the inevitable disappointment that's going to hit you as soon as that game comes out 30 hours in and you absolutely hate that's, it. That's what be, I'm afraid of. I'm like, looking so forward far, to that. I, they've got me. I'm in and I'm ready. Excellent. I'm waiting for the end where it's just like, I can't wait. It's going to be yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Thank oh. you for your question. Next, please. Uh, so you guys talked about the games that you like the most here, but what was what were you disappointed not to see? Because for me personally, I was pissed off that Sun and Moon didn't have some sort of playable demo here. Mm. So what were you disappointed that wasn't here? Uh, I mean, no playable Dishonored 2 was... I mean, half of me says I'm disappointed by that, and the other half of me says I don't actually want to touch that game until it comes out just so I can experience the whole thing. I don't want to watch any more trailers. I just want to play it. Um, what else was... What were you disappointed wasn't here? Uh... I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. I really I wanted to take the time to like stand in line to play Horizon, but I didn't. So that would be like my disappointment in myself, but not like in any devs or company at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I did play one game that was I did feel was a waste of my time, which actually has a surprisingly large booth called Earthfall. It's I mean it's Left for Dead, like but really laggy, and slow, and not as good. Uh, it. I'm, Tell us more. I don't know. It, it, I don't know if there's a market for more Left 4 Dead clones, but I didn't. The only thing that distinguished that game from Left 4 Dead, as far as I could tell, was the ability to 3D print guns in the garage. It, it's in the middle of the level. There's a 3D printer there. It's like you can print a gun. I'm like, oh, can I? All right. Um, it's the future. It's just a gun dispenser, basically. But yeah, I mean, the zombies are just aliens, and there's the bloater is a. Um, catalyst or something and there's a there's a hunter that's called like a gargoyle or whatever and if it felt good and uh, if it felt like it was well polished and it had really great gunplay i would have been okay with it and had really good co-op play but it was so laggy and slow like i shot a, i shot an alien it took about a second and a half to actually register that it hit and it had a surprisingly large booth there i'm like this doesn't seem ready at all for show yeah uh, so that that was a bit that felt that was a bit of a waste of time I was going to say, I think this is the first year. I've been coming to PAX for, I think, seven years. This first year, I don't think Firefall was here. Uh, where'd Firefall go? <laughs> it's finally done, I yeah. think. They finally yeah. shut down. It's, uh, it's sleeping with Hawken or something right now. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a shame. I think they spent all their money on PAX, and that's why they ran out. Those booths are huge. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, is there a game here, now? though? Did they sell it off? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Sad. Curious to know. Thank you for your question. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we've got five minutes left, so next. So you've all played a few games, maybe a couple. So what's one mechanic over the past couple of years that, you, that you've gotten absolutely, completely sick of that could even turn a good game bad? Open world! Is open world a mechanic? <laughs> it oh. is. Is it? How? <laughs> <laughs> it's a game element that can be frustrating. It is. It, look. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think there's like there's a lot of parts of open world that are frustrating, right? I mean, that's, that's what I'm, I mean climbing towers to discover things. All the BS things. associated with open world, that's what I mean. Like, having to stop every five seconds to collect some random-ass herb, skin mm. something, pick up some rock, something along those lines. Um, I'm getting pretty damn sick of Arkham-style combat, I'm going to be honest. Uh, mostly because most devs do it terribly. 
And I think there's only been really like two games have done it well, and one of them is Arkham. The other one probably being Shadow of Mordor. Uh, um, the rest of them are just, yeah, it's, it's getting really samey. An element that I get kind of sick of hearing about is procedurally generated. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. When they're like, our game has procedurally generated areas. I'm like, but I'm like, at this point now, I'm more impressed if you're willing to craft areas for me. Like, it's, that to me is not a selling point anymore. It's not That's a downside. Either. It's like, that means, oh, God, you probably haven't even created anything worth playing. It's just going to be great. 19 quintillion planets of bullshit. Like, but they all have the same dinosaur. I don't know what game you're <laughs> referencing I can't, right now. I can't possibly know what I'm referring to there. Adam? I was going to say, uh, I mean, Ark is sort of the guiltiest one of this, but you can change it. But any survival game where it keeps telling you you're getting cold and you're standing on top of a fire, <laughs> you're like, I don't want to argue with you, game. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> Uh, but any, any, yeah, basically any babysitter simulator. Yeah, um, yeah man. I, I, I play games to get away from real life. Um, I don't want to drink my own piss in a video game. <laughs> I'll do that when I'm camping or with a loved one. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for your Thank question. You. Couple of minutes left, folks. Couple of minutes. Uh, this is for uh, TB. A few years ago, you kind of gave your opinion on this, but I'm kind of wondering, given the what is very obviously the decline of ether, what is your opinion of media in relation to facts? Do you think they should really be there, not be there, be in the shadows? Like what? Uh, could you sort of repeat that question a bit closer to the mic? I couldn't actually sorry. hear it up here. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, you mentioned this a few. You gave your opinion on this a few years ago, but given the, the very clear decline of E3. What is your opinion of the media and PACs? Should they be in the shadows? Like, like, where do you stand on that? Especially now that E3's relevance is kind of dropping. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know if shows like this are required for the media anymore because like, since streaming came about and since every company realized we can just set up our own YouTube channel and put out our own stuff anytime we want, like, there's no real need to spend a huge amount of money to show a game at an event anymore. Which I think PAX is now the most relevant because instead of trying to connect with the media, they're trying to connect with regular players. And I think that that's a, a wonderful uh, experience both for developers to be able to meet their fans and make new fans and make an impression, but also the word of mouth element is huge now online. You know, the way that yeah. uh, the news about a game could get around without a single website even picking it up is insane. You'll see something go right to the top of Steam or as soon as it comes out. It's like, not a single website even talked about this. How did this happen? Well, it's like, you know, people talked about it. It spread. And, you know, maybe someone streamed it on Twitch or YouTube and then someone else followed them and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think the future is mostly consumer shows like this. Uh, E3 is a giant, bulbous, corpulent, decadent mess of a show that is horribly unpleasant to work and costs way too much money and is mostly lies. So I, I think I would prefer just more packs, more packs in more places. I think this is probably the best possible way to show games. So I think everyone has a great time here. So mm -hmm. yeah, I like, I'll see more of that. Thank you. And uh, according to our uh, wonderful okay. boss there, we have hit Speed time. Through. Speed through. Speed so this, this question is for faster, TV. Faster, faster. You've talked about how people using Adblock is taking away from the ad revenue you make. I was wondering, why don't you use Patreon? Uh, I, I don't use Patreon because I don't like the idea of taking donations. I would rather run a business and ad support it and sell merch and things like that. So I, I just don't feel comfortable with it myself. Next! Gotcha, thank you. I'll take thank your you. money faster, faster, faster! <laughs> give it to Jesse, give it to Jesse. There we go. Next, next, next. Dodger? Yes. Will you be finishing Dandelion with Cry? 
Faster, faster. Oh, for, oh what? Dandelion. Dandelion. Right. Oh, probably, yeah. Woo! Yeah, 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 TV yeah. co-op stuff in the future? Yes, definitely. Let's go. Four more questions. Here we go. Go, 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 go. Um, Total Biscuit. Yes. How do you fix Assassin's Creed now that it's on hiatus? You don't. It's a garbage game. Let's go. <laughs> 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 if it, oh, let's go. Let's go. If I never see another Assassin's Creed game ever again, I will not mourn its loss. Thank you, next. Next. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor of ice cream, and why is it black licorice? Black it's, licorice. <laughs> it's pistachio. Next. Licorice is literally Hitler. Yeah. No. Next. Flea. Next. Video you wanted to finish the least? Terraria. <laughs> Next. With the recent major flop of No Man's Sky, would you say that a game in that genre could be successful, and do you think one could no, come No, hopefully up? they're all going to die off. <laughs> <laughs> time! Time, <laughs> gentlemen, please. Thank you all so much for coming out Thank today. you very much. Signing session so much. in 25 minutes on floor two of the Western...